Good morning, Jackson, Mississippi, and all surrounding areas. You've tuned in to the, you know it, the free-range human show of choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts now. This is, of course, the Clay Edwards Show, and I am, of course, you got it right, Clay Edwards. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live here on a nice Friday morning in Mississippi. I am uh, am really excited about today. No, uh, no, no real reason, except it's Friday, and I, uh, tomorrow's like the one day I can sleep in a little bit, and I enjoy coming and talking with you all. But again, we're in the Dustin Bailey, Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio. I want to jump off, I want to jump in hot here real quick, man. I've got Mr. Tony Cox on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line, and Tony has got a haunted house there in Brandon that I want him to tell you guys about. Hey, Tony, you there? Good morning, Clay. How are you this morning? Brother, I am doing good. Thank you for uh, calling in this morning. I know we had to squeeze this in really quick, so I wanted to make sure we went on and did it going into the weekend, because I'd love for people to get out there to uh, to Brandon and support your haunted house. Tell everybody about it. What's it called? All that fun well, stuff. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, so I am president of the Crosscage Exchange Club there in Brandon, and for since 2005, we have hosted the Dark Zone. Uh, it is a haunted house there in Brandon. We're the official haunt of Brandon, and frankly, I think we're probably the best uh, haunted house that we have here in central Mississippi. Uh, you know, basically, as I said, since 2005, we've had our haunted house, and the Exchange Club gives back a lot of money into the community. Uh, one of the things that we are, you know, our biggest platform is trying to eliminate and prevent child abuse. Uh, we basically make a lot of donations to uh, various organizations. We have two CAP centers, child abuse prevention centers that uh, we help fund. One is in Oxford, one is in Vicksburg. Uh, we give a lot of money back to local community organizations like Boy Scouts or soccer leagues or youth groups from churches, uh, you know, various clubs and organizations with schools. Yeah, you always so see the exchange club signs like um, concession stands at ballparks and stuff of that nature. At least I, I remember that growing up. Right. So, you know, we're we're just a civic organization. You know, we're not a very big organization, but we do what we can, and we feel like we make a positive impact back in our community here in Brandon. Uh, absolutely, man. Look, so I'm excited about this. I think I'm going to tr- try to get out tonight, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise after a meeting. What are the hours? All right, so our gate's open at 630. Uh, we start selling tickets then. You can come inside the haunted house. We actually open at 7. And then anybody in line by 10 o'clock, we will sell tickets then, but that is when we stop selling tickets at night. Uh, we're open each each Friday and Saturday night in October. And uh, how does it work? Do people go through in, like, groups of four or five or one at a time? I mean, how does – I know it's more than one at a time, but so how, how does the yep. getting through work? So we try to limit groups in size just because, you know, if you have a big group, the people at the back of the line don't see the – the you know the haunt itself so mm-hmm. uh we try to limit it you know ideally around eight or so um you know if you have a smaller group we will do that but you know maximum size group we try to limit that to around eight people or so i and so i'm familiar with 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 woodgate i lived on the other side of it for a while if somebody let's say they're not from brandon or they're all from brandon i don't guess it really matters if you're coming from Crossgates boulevard you, you're heading east on Highway 80. You would take a right on the Woodgate there by Bank Corp South and Mazios and all that, correct? Yep. So you turn there, and you'll see Silver Spoons Daycare uh, as the road turns. Uh, just past Silver Spoons, there's a little gravel driveway entrance into our parking lot. It's 217 Woodgate Drive South, uh, basically between Silver Spoons and then uh, Noel Daniels Motor Group. 
All right, good stuff, man. Tony, I appreciate you calling in this morning. If anybody's got any questions about that, y'all have a Facebook page, right? Right, we've got Facebook. You can find us searching for The Dark Zone Haunted House. Uh, our website is also uh, that. so you can find more information and buy tickets in advance there. Excellent, brother. Tony, look, have a great day, man. And I know you <clears throat> said you might not be there tonight. you got some uh, family stuff, so enjoy that. And uh, looking forward to uh, getting, getting to meet you one day, man. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Clay. Yep. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Man, look, good stuff like that. <clears throat> Every now and then when you have a platform, you know, you try to use it to help people who promote, who are doing something cool and giving back to the community. Everything's not an advertisement. You know, we help raise money for all kinds of stuff around here. And uh, I think haunted houses are cool. I don't know if y'all remember last year around Halloween. I know we've got a lot of new listeners since then. I interviewed the guy. We found him. And interviewed the guy who started the uh, like the slaughterhouse and the uh, the haunted houses in front that were in Jackson in the late '80s and early '90s uh, there on McDowell Road and Jackson Square and all those places. There was, I, I can't remember if that's the one he had. Anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. And I will uh, I will retrieve that interview and play it again here uh, this month in uh, in Halloween. Heck, maybe we can get him to come on again and just do another interview. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That fella, his name eludes me, but he lives up in. Um, he lives up in uh, Nashville, in that area now. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in to the fun, shall we? Uh, there's no Facebook live stream this morning. Whenever whenever I start off hot with a phone call, you, you, those people wouldn't have been able to hear it. So, if you're listening live on the radio or tune in or wyab.com, that is it this morning. But uh, don't forget, starting one day next week, assuming my camera gets here in time. We'll be live streaming the entire show, not just the first segment. If you're listening to it, if you're watching the video, you'll be able to hear the callers, see my ugly mug, the whole nine yards. So looking forward to that. All right, look, if anybody wants to call in, the Mac Hike and Flowwood phone line, 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. I ate a sausage and biscuit this morning. I tell you, man, it's worth the ride out here to uh, Flora, if for no other reason, to stop at the, uh, I think it's a shell, and get a sausage and biscuit. Man, they're good. So, last night, I was sitting around the house, kind of bored, doing a little show prep, and just listening to some music, and I was like, man, I don't know what made me think about it, but I was like, what is, like, what's the one thing that makes you Mississippi- and I asked two questions. Like, what's the one thing that makes you Mississippi that, that distinguishes you, that you think distinguishes you from anywhere else? Like, if you went somewhere else, what's the one thing that you think people should just know about the fact you're from Mississippi? And then my other question was, because it got me to thinking, is what is a rite of passage uh, locally? You know, like if you do something on your 21st birthday or just something everybody's got to do at some point. And I, one of my answers was, Go to the Vicksburg Casinos at 21. Ain't nothing fancy. Ain't nothing fancy, but I know at 21, man, we always had to go to the casino. I know that's what I did, and that's what I hope to get to do with my daughter here in this February is take her to the casino for the first time just because it's something I got to do, and it's still here. So I just think it'd be kind of cool. So, all right, look, we got a call here on the Matt Kike of Flowood phone line. I'm going to go over those answers, some of the answers from the face from Save Jackson here throughout the show. Let's go to Derek on the line. Hey, good morning, Derek. Hey, good morning, brother. How goes it? Man, it goes good. Been missing you, man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll be home this this weekend. I catch a, my flight leaves this afternoon. 
Hey, I just want to say what I've noticed what makes you Mississippi and what a lot of people have been asking me here at this conference is about the food. You know, people who are like diehard foodies, they ask about the food and they want to come and try the foods. And I said, well, there's no barbecue like Mississippi barbecue. You know, I've asked this before. You know, I love to cook and all that, and there's a lot better cooks than me. But, uh, you know, but I asked a question last year on my Save Jackson page. I said, what? Because there's different style of barbecue. And I was like, what is Mississippi style? Because so many people do it so differently. Do we consider ours dry rub? Do we consider ours a wet a wet rub? Or not rub, but a, a sauce? You know, there's like so many different styles. There's vinegar-based barbecue sauce, tomato-based. And I talked to Jonesy Q up here one day about it when I had him on the show. And I, he, I think he tend to lean towards like a dry rub. It's kind of a mix of, of Memphis-style and Texas-style. Yeah, well, you know, the difference with Mississippi is our flavor with the with the hickory and, and the different woods or whatever you use smoke it with and everybody has a different style here in mississippi but with the taste pretty the same now in other places they said the barbecue is spicy it's like well no i'm never i mean i don't know if it's not if i'm you know i'm i'm you know palate blind to it but um i never taste our barbecue as being spicy have you no but i i tell you what gridley's uh, used to be a barbecue restaurant out in North Jackson, and actually, I think Hickory Pit is is out that way now. Hickory Pit's got a really good spicy barbecue sauce that they make in house. I like a little a little zing on my sauce, not in my meat. Right. Yeah, but that's well, just Clay, that's what, just me. What I wanted to talk about, I didn't yeah. know if it was open forum or, it, or whatnot. It, but it's always um, open forum for you, Derek. Hey, what's with Biden over here, big and the um, that old, that old clown prince over there, and the rest of those Arab scumbags for oil and stuff. I mean, when you shut down our pipelines, not renew drilling contracts, and then restrict oil refineries, then you go pining to OPEC, what did you think they were going to do? Now, you got everybody up in arms with this whole Ukraine nonsense, but when you were buying oil from OPEC, what the H-E double hockey sticks you think that money was going to go to OPEC countries like Russia? Exactly. You know... Did you see, speaking of Ukraine, and just kind of hitting a few national topics here, did you see the two... Democrats, uh, you know, basically accost AOC. They didn't attack her; just called her out at her town hall and yeah, shoot I her out. Yeah. Oh man, that mm-hmm. was, that was great. That was yeah, great. She's like, "Oh, this friendly fire." <laughs> and then it was like, "Well, you know, Tulsi Gabbard's, you know, she she has, she's, you know, she stepped out because she has a spine. You apparently don't." I was like, "Oh my goodness!" He said, "You become the very thing you claim you were fighting against." You know. Uh, it, that was priceless. Oh, yeah, but, it, it was. You're calling nuclear war, nuclear war. It's finally, you know, I'll, I'll just be honest. It's nice to see lefties get back into their lane and be anti-war. Because my whole life, they were they were the anti-war. And, you know, the right wing were the, kind of the warmongers and all that. And now, oh, it's, exactly. now that we've come around and not want to see war, <clears throat> now the lefties do. So it's nice to see some traditional lefties come back around and be like, no, man, we, we can't support this war stuff. Well, the, the, you know, the progressive idea is starting to implode on them. That's what's really happening. And the true Democrats are starting to rise up and say no. I mean, look at Tulsi Gabbard. She left the party altogether. You know, so it's a great day. It really is. But what did Biden expect was going to happen when you start catering to these Arab countries? This is why you've always heard me say, Clay, I don't want to visit places like Dubai. You know, you hear all these rappers and Hollywood, oh, Dubai, everybody want to hang out in Dubai. Dubai didn't get rich until we made them rich. And you know how we made them rich? With $4 a gallon gas. <laughs> oh, right? I, yeah, absolutely, brother. So, you know, when, you're, when, when, when some of your major brands we like to buy, you know, myself included, let's just be honest, 
start you know, shipping our jobs overseas, other countries starting to get more wealthier and, and you know and more economically powerful than we are. And OPEC, if they think they can squeeze us by the cojones, they're going to do it, and that's what they've done. People, so when we say things like "Make America Great Again," that's what we're talking about right there, to where we don't have to bow down to small little um, crop hole countries, you know, and beg them for oil. That's why we say America first. America and first. And I just wanted to make that clear this morning, Clay. Hey, thank you, brother. Holler at me when you get back in town. Yeah, man. All right, peace out. That was Derek calling in. Uh, on assignment. <laughs> All right, little man, let's take a break real quick. Come back. And I, I, I do, I want to get into the conversation. Let's have a little fun today. We'll hit some other stuff too. Open forum if you want to call in. Uh, Mac Hike Flowwood phone line, 601-879-0002. But I want to talk about these things. What is a rite of passage growing up around here? And what is something that makes you definitively Mississippi? Is it saying gyro instead of euro when you go to Kiefer's or a, a Greek restaurant? We'll be right back. When necessary, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. A roof repair can cause you a lot of stress. Choosing the right roofing company to repair your roof is very important. Most contractors will try to convince you that replacement is the only way to go, and that, my friends, is not the Watkins way. They believe in an honest assessment. That does not necessarily mean replacement. In most cases, all you need is a repair. So whether you have a leaky roof, you need chimney repair, flat roof repair, roof water leak, shingle roof repair, metal roof repair, chimney flashing repair needed, Watkins Construction Roofing is going to be your go-to roof repair specialist. Give them a call today for your complimentary roof assessment at 601-966-8233 or check, check them out online, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. And shout out to those guys, always doing good things, always giving back to the community. And, you know, we love that here at the Clay Edwards Show. All right. Uh, what we were talking about, look, I know there's a bunch of news out there, and, and we'll get to it. But I just, every now and then, after a week of banging your head against the wall, uh, hollering Democrats bad, I just, uh, I like to take my foot off the gas a little bit. And I, last night on Facebook, on the Save Jackson Facebook, and you can go there to see all of the answers from other people. And so the question I really want to focus on, what's the rite of passage from growing up around here? Uh, also, apparently, nowadays, it's getting shot at Jackson gas stations. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's see. Some other folks said, uh, Jeremy, shout out to our buddy Jeremy McGuire. Jeremy says, cruising on McDowell Road, the dock, getting chased by the PRV for shooting bottle rockets at cop cars. When you're 14 and stupid, catching big catfish out of Pillahatchie Bay. Yeah, now I tell you what, man. Over there on uh, over on um, Raymond Road, down there, close to the South Side Assembly and South Side Baptist Churches, or was that Meadow Meadow Garden or something Garden? It was across the street from where I grew up. We used to would stand behind the the neighborhood entrance signs and throw eggs at cars. God, we were bad kids, so bad. But hey, at least we weren't shooting people. So I mean, eggs versus bullets. Nowadays, you would get shot if you throw an egg at a car. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, anyway, I could tell you all the story about that. It happened out in um, East Rankin the other day. It happened out there uh, at an, uh, what do they call that? Reservoir East. Uh, some kids were outside throwing a football. Little young kids throwing a catch with their dad. And the kid threw the ball and accidentally hit a, you guessed it, a Dodge Challenger coming down the road. And the guy gets out of the car and threatens to kill the little kids. 
I, I need to see what the follow-up was to that. I saw that blowing up on Facebook the other day. But, uh, yeah, anyway, back to the uh, fun stuff. Uh, Tracy says, depends on what kind of kids you were. But for me, it was buying cigarettes and mini thins for the first time at the gas station when I was 15. There was this one gas station in Clinton that would sell anything to minors if he thought you, would, you wouldn't snitch. You were officially cooled if he deemed you worthy. Yeah, we had a one like that over in South Jackson, too. It was right there at the corner, right next to Dairy Queen at the corner of uh, Ellis Avenue and Raymond Road right there. Uh, we, I remember we bought some beer there one time at 15 and, of course, had a wreck later that night. <laughs> also, I think that's where I got the beer from the first time Dean Scott uh, ever pulled me over on McDowell Road and had like two cases of beer in the back of my truck. Had to pour every one of them out right there on McDowell Road, you know, so he wouldn't call my parents. Guess what this guy still did? Made me call my parents. Dang it, Dean. Doing your job and stuff. That was, that was uh, two cases of beast light just gone. Let's see here. Let's keep, let's hit one a little local on the floor level, man. My buddy Tim text in on the guns and gear text line says, now this is only for people who grew up in Florida will know this rite of passage, getting your license. And you were the one to drive your friends on the Smith loop. Turn on 49 at Sullivan's and takes you 45 minutes. If you do it right and get back to intersection 49 and highway 22, right up from the station. Yeah, you know, I used to like to, we had a version of that out in Byron, man, where you could get on, you kind of run 18 to Raymond, come back up midway, go all the way to Terry, and then kind of come back down. It was our kind of our back road. I love to get out in that midway road area there in Hines County and do all my back road riding. Let's see here. Tyler says, taking some old Sally May home from Pops to find out that one, that one tooth. <laughs> I can't read that. Oh, good stuff. But yeah, pops around the corner, man. That is a, that is a rite of passage. It was anyway. It's not quite what it used to be. Uh, we're just different owners, different everything, just a different deal. It is what it is. Uh, but pops was always a fun deal. If you get out of pops without getting in a fight, you were doing something good. Uh, heck, another thing that I thought was a rite of passage, and I talked to somebody on the show about this the other day, or maybe it was on my podcast with Chops and Trig. We talked about going over to Daiquiri World on Wednesday or Thursday nights. That was, um, that was a rite of passage. They had college night over there. I want to say theirs was Wednesday night because we came back here and did the local Jackson clubs on Thursdays. Man, Daiquiri World was a good time. I think it was nickel drinks or quarter mixed drinks. It, it, it was crazy. Let's see. Uh, on the Guns and Gear text line, uh, Kevin says, stealing chrome valve stand caps and put them on your mongoose bike. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's a good one there. Let's see. Unknown texter says, Roman Candle Wars on Capitol Street, New Year's Eve. You had to learn to run fast and laugh. <laughs> or get burned, huh? Uh, let's see here, man, some more. Jamie says, not dying in Jackson. And look, we, you know, the, the Jackson jokes are endless, but I do want to try to keep it kind of retro and, and, and actually kind of fun. Uh, let's see. Being introduced to Beer Street, Northeast Jackson. Y'all going to think I'm an alcoholic. I know a lot of you remember Beer Street. I don't No, That's new to me. Uh, uh, my buddy Jason says, I mean, Jamie says hotel parties at Jubilee Jam. I was looking at my wall of concert tickets and old backstage passes last night. And I saw the Three Doors Down Nickelback show from One Jackson Place. And uh, we were we had a good relationship with the guys in 12 Stones, and they played that show too, so we got hooked up on it. And they used my club right next door kind of as their green room. 
that day. So we got to hang out with a bunch of the guys. Everybody's super cool. People can make all the nickelback jokes they want, but that, those guys are really nice guys. I want to tell you, you want to feel old today? That show was in 2004. That was 18 years ago, the last concert in one Jackson place before they built those new buildings and all that are there now. Let that soak in. It's going to be almost 20 years since a Three Doors Down Nickelback show here in Jackson, Mississippi. Wow. <laughs> wow. I do feel old. Um, Adam says, being able to stay out past the streetlights. Michelle, oh my God, y'all. McDowell Road for the first time and being and being like, for real, y'all. I grew up out by a cold bluff and I swear had more fun running when the game warden showed up. Yeah. There's... Uh, Rob says, getting called a racist for pointing out the obvious. Well, that's a current rite of passage. That is a current rite of passage. Let's see here. Miss Sylvia texts in. She goes, I love Nickelback. We love you, Miss Sylvia. Uh, Sean on the Guns and Gear text line. Hanging out in fields with bonfires. Taking our jacked up trucks to wavelengths and, uh, and taking the trails back to the sandbars on the Pearl River. Giving Curtis a quarter at the Texaco and Madison and hearing him sing and dance. I mean, y'all remember, it's not a rite of passage anymore because you can't do it, but remember being able to take your four-wheelers and all that stuff down to the levees, I mean, the sandbars at Silas Brown there? Uh, you, can't, you can't even get down there anymore. I mean, not, but you, we would go down there with our trucks and camp out for the weekend. And I guess it's basically what they have out at, well, they have a much nicer version of it out there at Elton Road now. But back then, you know, it wasn't anything organized. It's a wonder more people didn't die. <laughs> it's a wonder I didn't die. You get up on that levee on your banshee and just going all out. Good stuff, man. I, we used to have so much fun. We'd get down there on a Friday night and not come back up from that hole down there till mm, Sunday afternoon. I mean, we made the most out of hanging out down there. I guess, what would they call that? Is that the Gold Coast? Is that the nickname? Oh, man, this is a good one here. Keith texts in and says, buying CDs and and tapes at Bebop. You know, you, like local artists would sell their stuff. You could actually go buy Mississippi Mafia. That was my favorite rap group growing up. You could go buy a Mississippi Mafia CD or cassette there at Bebop by the Metro. And every Tuesday is when new music came out. And you could go listen to it on the headphones there. Anyway, that was good stuff. Yeah, man, Bebop, that was fun. That was that was definitely fun on Tuesdays or whatever day. Um, uh, Paul's text in on the Guns and Gear text line says, closing down pops and leaving when it's daylight outside. Used to be a rite of passage. Now it's a death wish. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Jackson, man. That's anywhere in Jackson, not just a single out pops. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg text in, little big store. Absolutely. You know, you can still go to the little big store out in Raymond. It is worth your trip out there. It really is. Just get lost in the little big store for hours and hours and hours looking at posters and old records and T-shirts, just everything, man. It's a time capsule. I mean, it it needs to be put on the historic places, deemed a historic landmark. It really is something unique and uh, deserves to be uh, – to be taken care of and, and last forever in my opinion take your kids out there man they'll love it you know especially if they're getting into that 15 16 year old range and starting to 
kind of rediscover some of your old music. Like I remember when I started discovering Kiss and like old Kiss, makeup era Kiss, not girl makeup era, but the black and white makeup era and ACDC and some of this other stuff and got into my parents' vinyl collection and Man, I just was Led Zeppelin, of course, and just all the great bands. But anyway, when I was out at a little big store a couple of years ago, it just took me back to find to dig through my parents' records for the first time. Uh, highly recommend it. All right, look, let's take a break here. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We're live in the Dustin Bailey at Southern Magnolia's Realty Studio, and we'll be right back on one hundred three point nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary, man. Real quick before we get back into the fun, and I do have some news I want to hit. If you guys are looking for something to do this weekend, let me tell you about a couple of our sponsors here real quick. Uh, if you want to go uh, do some firearms training or just, you know, you, you don't have to have an instructor with you. If you just want to go do some firearms training, get out to Boondocks Farms Training Academy out there off Highway 18 in Raymond. They've got new membership uh, options available where you can just pay a monthly membership and use the facilities as much or as little as you want. You have monthly individual memberships starting as low as $25. And they have the, the they have what they call a trainer's package that um is $40. And look, I'm telling you, man, you, you got a lot of bang for the buck. I'm not going to go into all of it here in the uh, on the radio and bore you to death, but go check it out. There's a lot of uh, cool options available. And the, the look, a family, a, a standard family membership, it's for anybody that lives in your house, whether it's three people, four people, five people, whatever, as long as they live in your house, it's $35 a month. And y'all can go out there and enjoy the range as much as possible. And I mean, what a great deal that is. You know, you get, um, you can bring a guest. Uh, there's, there's a guest fee. And let's see here. You, they do the farms transfers. If you get the trainer's package, the farm transfers don't cost you anything. And if you buy a lot of guns online, man, that is the way to go right there. Anyway, go to their website, boondocksfta.com. Check it out. If you're in the mood for some pizza, go and see our friends out at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri right out there at Fan and Mart. Mr. Chip Matthews and his team uh, open daily at 4 p.m. They're right there in front of the bowling alley on the end of it there. You cannot miss it. Big Acme sign. Look, they're doing full-size burgers and sandwiches and stuff now. I think the pulled pork and the hamburgers. They've got the deep-fried pizza. Why go to the fair when you can eat a deep-fried pizza? But, hey... Um, check them out. Open daily at four pizza, daiquiris, and more at Acme Pizza and Daiquiris. They are available on your favorite food delivery apps like Take a Break Deliveries. Man, I uh, I, I want to give a shout out. We give a lot of we give Jackson a lot of a, a, a lot of a lot of crap, and and and, and I'm never going to stop doing that. But shout out to the folks down there at the fair, Commissioner Andy Gibson, his team, Michael Lasseter, all those folks down there, uh, Big Jim. They have really, <clears throat> really outdone themselves with the safety precautions down there. Uh, somebody, some idiot got a picture of my daughter and shared it on their Facebook yesterday down at the fair. And like, oh, see, Clay talks all this crap about Jackson, but his family feels safe going to the fair. Well, yeah, that part's controlled by the state and Republicans, not Democrats. That's why they feel safe inside the fairgrounds. Because y'all aren't in control. Duh. Anyway, so <clears throat> speaking of Jackson crime, let's uh finally, you know, the the um the folks down here at the legislature are gonna do a little bit more about it. They have subpoenaed the mayor 
and Chief James Davis to speak in front of their committee on, I think it's November 17th. Anyway, I'm going to play this interview here or this uh, story from WLBT. This is Courtney Ann Jackson at WLBT. This committee hearing has been in the works for a few months now, so it's important to note that not one individual crime or spree of crimes prompted this hearing. Today was not about finger pointing, but instead a brainstorming session, if you will, to talk about what solutions may exist. The state of Mississippi stands willing and ready to help the city of Jackson. Jackson's mayor and chief of police notified the House Judiciary B Committee Wednesday that although they initially confirmed, they would no longer make it. Still, the chairman is determined to hear from them. We're placing the mayor of Jackson under subpoena, and we will place uh, the chief of police under subpoena to be back here on November the 17th to offer testimony in front of this committee as to their plan for Jackson and the crime that is sweeping this city. Chief James Davis did end up arriving and testifying. So when a community feels that there's no consequences because we don't have that holy facility, that becomes a problem for the community that becomes a problem for officers. Also among Davis's wish list, if you will, funding for more cameras around the city and a capital city crime lab to speed up evidence processing in cases. Case backlogs are the other glaring concern across agencies, including Capitol Police. We have teamed up with the U.S. Attorney's Office and we have started sending a lot of our violent felonies to them, more specifically ones that involve your gun charges is lightning fast compared to our county system. Hines County District Attorney Jody Owens is asking the legislature to keep funding going on what they put in place this year that allows for temporary hiring of more assistant district attorneys and appointment of some special judges. If we have one year of funding and this is not duplicated next year, it was all for not. The state's chief justice echoing that. You give us the amount of money we ask for, you give me two years and you won't have a backlog. Or Mike will take it to the house. It's just that simple. But I've got to have the money to get it done. Mental health was another common thread of concern in today's hearing. Chief Justice Randolph that you heard from there at the end announced today that there is work being done right now to start a Hines County mental health court and that Judge Faye Peterson will be the presiding judge for that. For now, live from the state capitol, Courtney Ann Jackson, three on your side. There's going to be a mental health court and Judge Faye Peterson is going to be presiding over it. That's great. That's great. Well, so here's my question. About this, I like that the state is ready to step in and they're starting to ask questions and they want some accountability. Of course, all the city wants is just give us more money. Give us more money. Don't make us change our policies. Don't take over. So let me ask a question here. These are the Democrats around here. They don't want the state to take over the water. They don't want it. They get out of our business. But I say, if we're going to have to fix your water, we should go on and fix your crime problem, too. You know, they just, they, I'm sorry, I think I said that backwards. They want the state. I'm sorry, I said that backwards. That don't make sense. They want 
they want the state to pay to fix it, but they want to stay out of it. They want the state to pay to fix the water, but they don't want them in their business. But they don't want anything from them to fix the crime. Just money. It's the same thing. That's what it's, the, the city wants money, but don't want the state to be involved. Well, the state's, the city's gotten plenty of money and hasn't fixed anything. I don't know. It's just a quagmire is what it is. I, when I said it out loud this morning driving down here, it, I sure made it make more sense than I just did on the radio. But y'all know what I'm saying, man. The city wants the money, don't want the oversight. And I'm like, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna have to give them the money, I want the oversight. That's just plain and simple. There is a vested interest for us to have a, a, a good capital within reason. I mean, me and Stephen Diotroska had a conversation about this on my podcast the other night, and I, you know, we both do kind of come to the same conclusion. At the end of the day, does it? I mean, I'm gonna contradict myself here. Like, does it benefit the uh, the state of Mississippi for the city of Jackson? to be to not be a, a third world country. The capital don't have to be here. You can go, I mean, I know that building's all fancy and all this, that and the other, but at the end of the day, you can put the capital in a big in a metal building like an abandoned Sam's Club or something. It doesn't have to be in the dome. All right, let's take a call here on the Mac Hike of Flowood phone line. Hey good morning on there. Good morning. Yes. One of the biggest problems I think with the city of Jackson is corruption. Yep. yep. They want the money so they can skim off the top of it. And and I thought it was very, very telling when uh, Chuck Way Lumumba and, and Party wanted a billion dollars to fix the uh infrastructure. And at one point it went to two billion. <laughs> yeah. And and uh but they didn't like you said they didn't want any oversight and then they're calling it racist because the state wouldn't give it to them. And then the state comes in and they fix it for what a hundred thousand? Well, I think all in it was like three point two or two point three million. And of course, you know that's band aid over a bullet wound. There's still a lot of stuff that needs to be done, but it's but they've got it back operational, and they should be able to maintain it. Now that doesn't count, you know, getting in and actually replacing a lot of these old pipes and this, that, and the other. But but yeah, I mean, this was mismanagement. This wasn't the state cutting off the cutting off the funding. And they're calling it infrastructure racism. Yeah. Everything, like we were talking about yesterday, everything is racism when you disagree with them. You know, it has nothing to do with color, but you disagree with me, so that's racism. Hey, real quick, and, um, you know, you've called into the show a bunch, and I, is this Joe? Yes, it is. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure. I always, I didn't want to say it wrong, and I guess I probably should have asked off air, but then it dawned on me, I was listening to Jameson yesterday, it's not your average Joe. Yeah, that's right. All right. I want to make sure I introduce you when you call because you're such a great caller, and we every time you call, we just get to talking, and I never really get to find out exactly who I was talking to. Well, he he gave, gave me that name. I didn't come up with it on my own. I'm just Joe, and unfortunately, I should be average. <laughs> no, man, none of us are average if we choose not to be. But, you know, that's the thing is everything, it's, it's what the term is weaponized, kind of going back to what we said yesterday, weaponized in a way to uh, intimidate you from disagreeing with them and so this water situation is the same way uh you know you disagree with me you won't give me the billion dollars so you're racist you know and they're hoping in the past that would intimidate people to say okay here's your billion dollars because i don't want to be called racist you know that's kind of losing its effectiveness like the boy that cried wolf no they, they, they blew that they blew their load since george floyd on all that 
Everything and, can't uh, be racist if anything's racist, you know? Exactly. And, and they're losing that card, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately. Yeah, for, fortunately. And, uh, it should have been gone a long time ago. Exactly. But the whole thing was, just like the uh, just like New Orleans, when New Orleans was giving the money to fix the levees, what did they do? Is They squandered it. They skimmed it off of it. And then when the levees broke during Katrina, you know, they were left holding the bag, you know, then expected the government to come in and fix their levees. Yeah, I'll never, I'll, they've been fixed. I'll never forget Farrakhan saying that George Bush blew it up with TNT or something to that extent. George Bush blew up those levees. <laughs> Crazy. All right, Joe, I got to take a break, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Have a good one. You too. All right, man, let's take a break real quick. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. You know it. Breaking rules when necessary. Man, today's been a fun show. We had a good week of shows this week. Uh, You guys, of course, are the reason they're good shows. I just kind of hit the buttons up here, so thank you all. I really have enjoyed the conversation about the Mississippi Rite of Passage stuff. That's been fun. Y'all can follow that on the Save Jackson page. And look, if you're getting out this weekend, man, if you're doing some shopping, uh, go, go buy Guns and Gear. Buy you some ammo, some guns. Talk to the team about getting some seracoding or any gunsmithing needs you may have uh, while you're there. <clears throat> you can shop them online 24 hours a day at gunsandgearms.com. If you're looking for a good used car, come see me at an Ellis Autoplex right there on 471 in Brandon. We got a new shipment of trucks in, so uh, check them out online, ellisautoplex.com. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, uh, new or pre-owned vehicle, get out to Mac Hike of Flowood for our new Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. See Corey McDonald and the team out there. All right. I got some text in on the Guns and Gear text line um, about the Jackson crime stuff and water and all this and oversight. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, it just comes back down to, of course, I want a dump truck full of money with no oversight. You know, I mean, we're going to have to come to a reckoning with Jackson. At some point, either the, the state's going to have to take it over and spend the money on it and make it a vibrant, uh, successful capital city, or we're going to have to completely abandon it. I mean, I know that that's probably not going to happen, even though that's probably what should happen because hashtag elections have consequences and uh, spend that money in cities that actually want to flourish and be successful and have low crime and a good tax base. Jackson apparently is not interested in any of that if it involves having to act right. It just, no, 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 no. We don't want to act right. We don't want crime, but you know, you're going to have to figure out another way to fight crime other than roadblocks or the Capitol Police having to having to actually do their jobs. Hey, a shout out to the Capitol Police, man. I met, one, met another one of the guys yesterday, came out to the dealership, chopped it up with me for a little while. Very cool. Always like to get a chance to meet law enforcement. You guys are very supportive of me, and I'll always be supportive of y'all. All right, look, man, I tried to let them get me get the next hour while Jim's on vacation, but they wouldn't let me do it. So it's a one-hour show today. I'll be back Monday morning, 7 a.m. Stay tuned to WYB all day. ClayEdwardsShow.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.